Marco on the normal radio. Free weed. Free weed. Oh, yo. Danny Danko come to show you how it grows. You're now tuned in to Free Weed from Danny Danko on normal radio. Presented by High Times Magazine. See me, I say, boom, bang. Big respect. See me, I say, Danny Danko. All right, you guys, welcome to Free Weed, episode number 74 of High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Dinko. Thank you, as always, to DJ Shock and Winstrong for the wonderful tune at the opening of the show. Today we have special treats in store for you guys. A preview of March issue. Uh, we're going to talk about Southern California Cup. We're going to talk about some of the pitfalls of growing pot. And we have an incredible interview with the legend, Mr. Tommy Chong. So please stick around for this episode number 74. All right, welcome back. This is episode 74 of High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Danko. And uh, here we are. Yes, we are here. All right. Um, well, we have our March issue out now, um, March 2015 issue of High Times Magazine. It's on newsstands, uh, and you can also get that digitally as well if you're uh, not in a place where you can buy the magazine, particularly overseas or places like that. Anyways, this yeah, March— Yeah, we have a cover-to-cover thing. So you yeah. get every issue and also the ones that are on newsstands. That's right. Yeah, so that's, that's a right. good deal. Yeah, absolutely. It's every issue of High Times ever made in a digital format. Um, searchable, all kinds of interesting stuff with that. Um, this issue, uh, the cover is a greenhouse, and there's a great article uh, by my colleague Dan Sky about uh, greenhouses. Yeah, greenhouses are exploding, I think, is what's well, happening. They're, they're not, just blowing not literally. up. Oh. No, not literally. That's not. The greenhouse. Uh, Greenhouses are exploding in popularity. Oh, figuratively. They're gaining in popularity because, honestly, as marijuana becomes more legal, um, growing indoors under lights becomes uh, just not a very economical way to pull it off. And with greenhouses, you get the best of both worlds. You've got uh, the climate control that you get with indoor growing. You, Of course, you use supplemental lighting to uh, make up for any sunshine that's not shining, but you get all that free, beautiful uh, full spectrum sunshine that you can use, and that's really going to cut your prices down uh, enormously. And so there's lots of different options: big, huge greenhouses, tiny little hoop houses, and and little greenhouses that you can fit, you know, on a deck or in your yard. So, uh, yeah, greenhouses are are, are an incredibly uh, great way to grow marijuana if you have the space. So that's a good article. Um, a great article from a German German contributor. Uh, Greenborn Identity about bubblegum, which is a strain from TH Seeds that's been around for years and years. Uh, and he did a, uh, a wonderful grow um, sort of a strain report on the bubblegum, which, you know, to this day is a award-winning, amazing strain that uh, those guys developed years ago. Um, God, there's a ton of gross stuff in here. Oh, Insane Clown Posse versus the FBI. Yeah. Um, that's they were a whole... designated as a gang. Yeah, ICP. You know, uh, uh, love them or hate them, you know, which I think is probably how everyone feels in, in a certain way. You can't just kind of be indifferent yeah. about uh, Insane Clown Posse. But, yeah, a very interesting piece um, by Steve Miller on uh, Insane Clown Posse versus the FBI and how 
you know, this subculture of juggalos has actually like m- made it to the radar of, you know, law enforcement agencies and the FBI and a yeah, crazy story there. They, and they uh, assume that everyone who has a, a clown makeup on is part of this gang <laughs> and they have these meetings all across the country, like the warning signs, you know, if someone has a sticker of a hatchet on their car, you should pull them over. It, it's a pretty crazy story and uh, ICP actually fought the FBI in court, so that's what that's about. And yeah. as a side note, I don't know how many of our listeners know this, but ICP actually visited the High Times offices. Mm-hmm. And the biggest question that I had was, would they be wearing the face paint just, like, on the street yep. in the ele- – they were. They were. They were. Of course they were. Good guys, though. Yeah, good guys. I've always wanted to go to the uh, gathering of the Juggalos. Oh, yeah. And, you know, love them or hate them, like I said uh, earlier, but – these guys were able to put this thing together completely independently. I mean, a whole, you know, culture of people that re- they they look out for each other, and um, you know, the the juggalos that I've met and the things that they've described about um, kind of the misconceptions of of who they are and what they're about. Uh, it's interesting. We got to get Camille Dodaro on the show sometime. She uh, she's like the foremost authority on juggalo culture. She works for the, uh, I believe, the Village Voice or Gawker or one of those kind of outlets. Juggalo anthropologist sort of. Piecing this she knows all a lot about them, and, and she's gained, you know she gained their trust, and she treated them with respect, and and learned things, uh, very revealing uh, things about their culture, and um, basically just by sort of treating them with respect, she she was able to uh, learn a lot about it. But I digress. Uh, there's also a great interview in here with a former Super Bowl winner. Speaking of topical. Topics. The Super Bowl is coming up. Topical topics. Topical topics. Everyone likes that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Super Bowl is coming up. Mm -hmm. This guy won two Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys. Kevin Gogan uh, as a lineman. Uh, He talks about marijuana use uh, for pain relief, for stress, uh, for all kinds of things. Very interesting and revealing interview about the NFL uh, about marijuana in the NFL, he played with he played on that Dallas Cowboys team with uh, you know Michael Irvin and and uh, Troy Aikman and Troy Emmett Smith, mm-hmm. yeah. And who was the guy who got caught with like three hundred pounds of weed? Oh, Nate, uh, Newton. Nate Newton. Nate Newton. Nate yeah. Newton. So yeah, um, and also his Super Bowl ring, you and I could wear as a bracelet. He is a gigantic <laughs> I could wear man. It as a belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a well, that might be pushing <laughs> it. Maybe not. But <laughs> he's uh, a big guy though. Yeah, and yeah. he he was with us uh, at the Seattle Cup. Uh, he was there um, working security. <laughs> should have been. Yeah, yeah. No, he, I, I think it was. Uh, it was an interesting interview, and it was great to meet him and uh, gain some insight on, um, you know, the National Football League and, and their. Well, well, speaking of the National Football League, and this is just off the cuff, but do you have any uh, feelings, deep opinions about how you like to grip balls? Because apparently, gripping <sighs> balls is becoming like a big topic. Um, I, you know what? To me. If, 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 if they're saying first half the balls were deflated, second half they weren't. I'm not saying the deflated balls made them win. <laughs> I just feel like, look, Did we you all see know Brady talking about the yeah. balls. Yeah, Bill Belichick has deflated balls. That's I, I, you know, just cheating. A fact. People are surprised that people in sports are cheating. They are all cheating. They cheat. It's just part. let me have this. I'm a Jets fan, so <laughs> please, this is my Super Bowl. I mean, is everybody's cheating at all times. Don't be surprised. They're all cheating at all times. They, That's just... m- that might be true, but why do the Patriots keep getting caught? Well, are they just unlucky? Know, no. Maybe they're unlucky. Maybe they cheat a little more than others, but mm. but they're all cheating. So this moral superiority over, oh my gosh, they cheated, is ridiculous. It really is. I mean, at least to a grown person. I don't know. 
All right, so that's Danny Danko saying <laughs> cheat to win. He's from the Lance Armstrong School well, of uh, whatever, Cheating in Sport. Whatever you can do to gain a competitive adv- advantage over your opponent. Okay, but what if I put, like, some kind of uh, pepper spray on the pantyhose in front of your mic right now so I could gain a competitive advantage <laughs> over our conversation? Yeah, that's, go- that's taking a little far. It's a little far. But and, and I don't really have a dog in this fight because I'm not a huge, uh, you know, football fan to begin with. Um you know, obviously, growing up in New England, I prefer New England to win. But um, Seattle's not bad. They won last year. They're, they're, you know, I, I, I'm happy either way. You like it when they when a they good sporting kick a, home a nice run. sporting contest. Yeah, you know, some some huffing and some puffing, <laughs> some pushing and shoving, all in good fun. Uh huh. Sounds like your Saturday nights. All right, so <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to. We have an event coming up. That's uh, right. We are, we are pot people, not professional sports analysts. So let's talk about the uh, Southern California Medical Cannabis Cup. Yeah, it's the weekend after the Super Bowl. It's February 7th and 8th in San Bernardino, California. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing a couple of grow seminars. There's going to be two free weed episodes that we're going to tape there. We're going to do a free weed and a free hash because so, we're going to do a concentrate panel and I'm going to do a cultivation panel. And those are going to be episodes as well. If you want to sit in on those, um, there's one for uh, Saturday and one Sunday. Um, there's a bunch of other seminars and a veteran panel with, uh, Bobby Black, um, business stuff, I believe Jen is doing and, uh, edibles, um, just a bunch of stuff, how to get into, uh, how to get a job in the marijuana world. I get this question all the time and, uh, Jen is going to reveal to people how to do that. So that's a uh, Jen Bernstein, the managing editor for high times. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Jen Bernstein of the stash <laughs> as well. <laughs> and then we have Elise McDonough. She's going to do some cooking demos. So a lot of good seminars. But yeah, on Saturday night, we have quite a treat. Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Yeah. Let me yeah. play a little Rick Ross. What up? It's the hood billionaire Ricky Rose. Get ready for the High Times Medical Cannabis Cup Southern California at the NOS Event Center. San Bernardino, February 7th. The boss will be in the building. The Cannabis Cup. Can't wait. Boss. Boss. Yeah, Yeah, you crafted that up for us. So Rick Ross is going to be performing and security will be uh, tight, I believe. (laughs) Boss. So that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to the whole thing. I mean, uh, we we have a huge, we double the medicating area. There's like something like 400 plus uh, product booths in the expo, um, which I don't even know. You can see all of that in two days, but uh, it's going to be huge. It's going to be fun. you know, there's always the judging and the contest as well. So it's going to be incredible. I'm really looking forward to it. We had a blast last year in uh, Southern California. And so I invite you out to that. Check out CannabisCup.com for tickets and info. Yeah, and it's all sorts of VIP packages too. So if your dream is to meet Danny Danko, uh, there is actually a <laughs> VIP package that includes that. Now, you, I don't want to, you know, speak out of school here, but... You, there's, there's a chance other, there's you'll other meet, things you get too. There's other things, but there's a chance you'll meet Denny Danko even if you don't get that VIP package. But uh, that's one way to assure it. So, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Uh, so, what else we have? You are in training right now. I am. I'm running uh, the half marathon in March here in New York City. It's the United Half Half Marathon, so it's about 13? 13, 13 miles. And uh, yeah, I'm basically just doing it, trying to lose some weight, trying to get uh, healthier. But at the same time, I'm. Uh, I'm raising funds for the Normal Foundation. So, uh, and High Times is going to match any funds that I can raise. So, if you guys want to donate, even if it's just five bucks or ten bucks, just to get your name on there or whatever, uh, I'd be really excited about that. And I would 
I'd be very, very uh, thankful if you guys are interested in uh, any any kind of donation. And you can do that at a site called crowdrise.com slash Danny Danko NYC. So it's crowd crowdrise, C-R-O-W-D-R-I-S-E dot com slash Danny Danko NYC. You can see how much money I've raised so far, which is... Uh, Nice. It's like seventeen hundred and seventy dollars or something like that. Wow. Um, which high times will match? So that, you know you're talking about over three three grand right there. That's now, can stacks. people can people bet against you finishing on that <laughs> site, or is it only <laughs> you can't bet against me finishing? But mm. uh, yeah, you can't bet against me finish uh, finishing. But I'm going to finish. I'm going to do it. I've been in training. <laughs> I've been running every morning three miles in Prospect Park. I'm, uh-huh. I'm now I'm upping that on the weekends and stuff. I'm in a whole training regimen what's the uh, what's the process like do you, do you smoke before after during i have rarely smoked before it's so early in the morning mm. i mean i'm up i'm i'm up and in my running gear at like eight in the morning and i just gotta go and run in order to be back in time to get ready for work and mm-hmm. all of that so yeah i, I haven't I, on the weekends i'll definitely when i can when i can run during the day instead of in the earliest of morning i smoke and whatever you know i'll definitely have a puff or hit the vape or do a dab uh, it's fun, and there's a runner's high that you get. And you know, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening to music. It's uh, it's actually you know, it's it's growing on me. I'm having a lot of fun out there, and it's a good time to think and and plan out uh, strategy as well. All I've, right, I've so thought of ideas for the show yeah. while I'm out there running. So it's it's fun. And, and like I said, if you want to donate even like five or ten bucks, if you want to donate a hundred, like baller style, um, BCNL put in a thousand. So thanks to them. Uh, and it'll all be matched by High Times Magazine as well. I'm going to wear a normal shirt uh, in the race. I'm gonna basically just running, you know, for normal and uh, for normal foundation. So please, right. so, please uh, donate give if that, you, give if you that can. website again. It's crowdrise.com slash Danny Denko NYC. All right, so donate to Danko slash normal, and uh, we're going to take a little break, but boy, do we have a heck of an interview when we return. You guys, holy shit. Boss. Hey, sorry to interrupt you guys. I know you want to get back to growing pot, but uh, one of the best ways you can do it is by getting your hands on the BC Northern Lights grow boxes. These guys have perfected, you know, every aspect of the grow box. They roll around on wheels. They're secure. There's odor control. There's CO2 injection. It's professionally done. There's, I mean, there's even touchscreen technology to set your timers and everything else. And you know, some people say, "Oh, well, you know, they're they're expensive. They're expensive. They pay for themselves in like a harvest or two, for the most part. You just and and if you're having problems, you call them and they will answer the phone and help you with your problems. If you mention uh, that you heard of them on Free Weed." you also get about six months worth of free nutrients. So give them a call at 888-236-1266 or go check them out at bcnorthernlights.com and mention free weed and get that six-month free discount. All right, we'd like to welcome back to the show Mr. Tommy Chong. Tommy, welcome. I'm not Tommy Chong. <laughs> I'm kidding. Right on. Well, we're here in New York City. Um, we're at this wonderful event with some amazing glass. And uh, it is, if people want to check out some of this uh, high-end glass, they can go to one, the number one percent, the word percent, 
uh, .nyc to check out the glass. There's also a portal there um, where they can buy some products as well. And among those products is some new stuff from Futurola. Is that right? Yeah. Well, you know, I've been uh, trying to, you know, get our brand going again ever since the the Bush government took away our Chong glass. Uh, we've been trying to wait, waiting for the right time to start our brand again, and I think now is the right time. And Futurola, their their rolling uh, machine, is uh, I, I like it because it, it's sort of like an antique rolling machine like me i'm like an antique i grew up with these that we used to roll i used to roll cigarettes for my aunt um who was a chain smoker tobacco smoker and so now we got these these are cone rollers and they're just perfect for rolling big fat uh, uh spliffs you, you know with a nice uh filter on one end actually the filter goes on this end and you close it up and you roll it up and it's a nice smoker yeah, the the art gallery uh, uh, is another nice touch because when I was in Los Angeles before I got busted, I had an art show similar to this. I had my bongs or my my son's bongs and some carvings of mine, and uh, only the bongs sold. Nothing else sold but the bongs. All right, and <laughs> that's great. And there's also some uh, grinders with your image on them as well. Yeah, I got grinders, we got papers, and we got uh, all sorts of little stuff, you know. Cool. Well, I, you know, walking around here, I'm seeing some of the most high-end glass that I've ever come across, uh, um, stuff from Coil and uh, Hitman and all kinds of collaborations um, between all these glass blowers. Slinger, um, how, what's your thoughts on how glass has sort of progressed, um, you know, since the days of uh, Chong Bongs? Well, you know, we were... We were forced to to re rebrand our our product you know the bongs were made illegal and so but hookah pipes were for some reason uh, exempt and so there's a lot of uh, bongs that really look look like bongs that are called hookah pipes it's it's weird it's all like myself i make these uh, they're they're called not a pipe necklaces and and the instructions will tell you not to put the substance in this end or to use it as a, a cigarette holder or a joint holder and not to inhale out of this end and because it's not a pipe. All right. Well, um, a lot of people uh, recently saw you on Dancing with the Stars, and actually uh, you, you're, the, you're the oldest guy to make it to the semifinals. Is that right? I mean, tell us a little bit about that process, and uh, you know, it seemed like you really wanted to show that stoners could be healthy and uh, productive, even well, you know, into their life well actually that in reality that wasn't me that was a hologram <laughs> and it just it looked like it was me it looked real didn't it well, uh you know i i still think it was you and uh i also think you it, it did a really amazing thing of showing um a lot of people you know who may have had sort of a prejudice against uh, marijuana users that hey here's a guy who's healthy and uh, active and that's all really because he made a choice to you know choose cannabis over you know alcohol and junk food well yeah actually um, you know the uh, the can I I'm a cancer survivor too I had prostate cancer which I think I contacted in prison because the prison itself is built over a toxic waste dump 
and there were so many w- guards and so many uh, 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 people that work at the prison with cancer. It was frightening. And when the wind blew a certain way, they would make all the inmates come in, in indoors because they called it was a wasting disease called valley fever, and it's still there. Well, I, when, you know, when I survived the cancer, I was always a dancer. Like I was, I studied tango. I, I've been studying tango for years. And so I, I knew how to take dance lessons. And so when I got, my wife was the one that really put me up to it. She's a avid dancer herself. And, and she, she tried to get on uh, Dancing with the Stars. And, and they, but they didn't want her, but Tommy Chong, yeah, they, they go for me. They thought I was going to be a one night, uh, you know, one trick pony. You know, like Billy D. Williams or something, you know, where I come out there and stagger around like an old stoner. But I fooled him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, seemingly you did better than any politician in bringing out the stoner vote, you know, because people were definitely voted. Now, the prison you were talking about was Taft, right? Yeah. And uh, among the many hilarious stories that you have about your time there in the, uh, the I Chong book that you did... Um, uh, one story you didn't tell in that is about uh, your bunkmate Jordan Belfort, on upon whom the uh, um, uh, Wolf, of Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, you you convinced him to write that book. Well, I helped him. You know, I, I critiqued him into it. Into it. You know, I gave him a really bad critique. He he wrote a he wrote a few pages and handed it to me. You know, he's a genius. You know, he he really is a genius. And so he handed me these pages and I read them and it and it's it sounded like the guy that wrote the Chandler Raymond Chandler. You know, it was right out of his book. You know, he was probably reading Raymond Chandler and he almost copied it. And so I, I I really insulted him. I said, "You haven't written shit." You know, and he looked at me like no one ever talks to Jordan Belford like that. And and I and I tried to explain it to him. I says, you know, you got to be original, and you got to it's it's hard work, and you got to write what you know, and and what you know better than anybody else because that's all anybody's interested in, you know. And so uh, he took it. He took the. It was a challenge, and he took it. And it was like I smacked him across the face, and he was mad. At, he wouldn't talk to me for a month. <laughs> He'd just go. He'd just write his book. And then it came up. Um, you mentioned that you're a cancer survivor. Um, one of the things you tweeted about at the time was that you had used um, cannabis oil in your cancer treatment. Uh, can you elaborate a little on that process? Well, sure, but better get the kids out of the room first. <laughs> no, the truth is I had prostate cancer. And I talked to a doctor in Victoria, and he told me how to treat the cancer with, uh, with oil. And the way you do it is you use suppositories and you come in closer into the area that's closer to the prostate. And uh, I've been doing that uh, constantly for almost a year now. And uh, technically, I don't have cancer. I've got all my numbers are below the, the cancer point. So, uh, so I, I'm doing really good with it. And, it. and it helped me, you know, it helped me with dancing with the stars, you know, smoking. Because... When you smoke as long as I have, you, you you do stop your your emotional growth almost. You know, it's like you you reach a point, like I did. I, I reached seventeen years old, and that's I didn't want to get any older than that. You know, yeah, because when you're seventeen, you know everything. You know, and and you're physically happy, everything's fine, you recover really fast. And I've had a seventeen-year-old attitude ever since. 
still got one. Right on. Um, well, we're coming up now in the next couple of years on the 40-year anniversary of Up in Smoke, which was the first big feature um, that you and Cheech uh, put together with the help of Lou Adler. Um, now, also, this year is the 30-year anniversary of After Hours, just to bring it back to oh, Scorsese yeah, again. Yeah, and you and Cheech were also in that. I think it's a very, it's one of, uh, you know, kind of those underappreciated films I guess in the canon of a Martin Scorsese, but it's a great dark comedy and you guys played a great role in that. So yeah, actually that's uh, 1985, 30 years ago this year. Yeah. That's, I think that was the last movie Cheech and I did together too. You know, it was, uh, it was great working with Marty. I'd never worked with a director before and he was the first director and it was, it was great not having to, you know, do all the director stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, last time we saw you uh, was in November of last year at our Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam. Uh, you were doing some promotion there as well for Futurola, and uh, you were on stage. I think it was a surprise to a lot of our attendees that you were there, and uh, you were there for a specific reason. Uh, another person who's been politically persecuted, such as yourself, um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, Mark Emery, uh, who owner and operator of the Cannabis Cafe in Vancouver, Canada, got busted uh, from the DEA, uh, the DA in Seattle, and uh, well, there was a reason he got busted. He, he they protested against a DEA visit to Vancouver, and and so the, the government, the U.S. government, singled him out. And next thing you know, Canada gave him up, and he had to do five years. He did five years for selling seeds. It was just a bogus charge. They were going to put him away. He he literally had to pick the charge against him you know because he had not broken any united states laws he had i mean canadian laws and the law that he broke in, in america is so stupid and so wrong it was against selling hemp seeds this is a country that 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 flourished it grew on hemp and at one time mandated that the farmers grow hemp to get busted for his hemp seeds and you know the theory behind seeds? The, the theory behind seeds is that when they bust you for seeds, they, they're theoretically busting you for every plant that seed would grow. And so if they get 30 seeds, then you, you, you're going to grow 30 plants. And each plant is going to throw up pounds of pot. And therefore, you should be put in jail for a long time because you're flooding the country with this dangerous uh, plant called hemp. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I read about Operation Pipe Dreams and the whole um, thing that they did at that time was that it that it cost $12 million and involved over 2,000 law enforcement officers uh, against nonviolent, you know, people who were Tommy businessmen and Tommy Chong among, you know, a lot of other people who got caught up in that. And one of the things they did to you is really, I think, put a lot of pressure on you uh, to sort of take the fall for, yeah. you know, and for, not have Shelby and, and Paris involved and, and, and all of that, right? Well, I was a trophy, you know. They, they didn't want some unknown pipe maker or some unknown uh, cigarette seller, you know, uh, papers. They wanted a name, and, and the only name they had it. And, you know, technically I could have walked, but they, were, they threatened to go after my wife, and they threatened to go after my son. And when you threaten my when United States government threatens you, uh, you got no choice but to go. Uh, okay, what do you what do you want me to do? 
basically. And that's what I did. You know, there was no negotiation. Um, um, you know, with, in light of recent events, as far as, uh, you know, people that draw pictures and stuff, what do you think about the power of humor against, uh, you know, political power and kind of ignorance and, and that kind of thing? I feel like uh, a lot of your comedy is sort of based in, in, in using humor to poke fun at, you know, the political system, the judicial system, and, and, and the hypocrisy of all of that. Well, you know, with, with all this terrorism going on, you've got to be very careful, you know, because, uh, you know, it's, it's okay theoretically to t talk about your freedoms, but in reality, uh, when you've got crazies lurking uh, around every, waiting on, for any excuse, to, to strap a, a bomb on themselves or, or to take up a, a gun and shoot innocent kids. They're looking for any excuse. They're crazies. And so uh, my, my, my take is to change the subject. Make fun of something else. But if it's going to enrage any kind of nutcase, uh, save it. Mm -hmm. Save it back. Like when I, when I used to do stand-up, you know, I, I never did... There was only one case that I did... Uh, you know, to, to to fuck with the audience, but but my general rule was there's a filter in my head, you know, and is is what I'm going to say going to hurt anybody? Not offend. I don't care about offending, but I mean, literally hurt somebody. You know, be mean. You know, do the Andrew Dice Clay thing. You know, mm -hmm. where 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 you where you're outrageous, but you're hurting people. I remember when I was doing uh, Blind Melon Chillin. Uh, old character. I was in Boston one time, and I used to do this sort of stupid joke about Blind Mountain Jim. He'd say, "I read that lady doing like this thing a song I wrote one day while I was beating my old lady." And now that used to get a big laugh, but I did it in Boston uh, around eighty four, eighty five, around there, and I got booed. And there were women in the audience that did not think that was funny. And then I had to think about it, and I thought, well, you know, that was very hurtful. And so I had to change my whole act, I, and I changed it. So, so when, when, with talent comes responsibility. You know, and if you can draw pictures really well, and cartoons, and, and you can make fun of people, you've got to really check out the, the consequences. So I, I believe in free speech, but I also believe in self-editing. Uh, uh, All right. Um, now, who do you think are the sort of the next generation of stoner movie icons that you're sort of seeing now out there uh, doing these these films that you sort of paved the way for? I don't see like any you know like Seth you know Rogan did, did, did a, does a great stoner and, and of course uh, what's his name uh, uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, James Frank. Bo Bridges, uh, Jeff Bridges. Oh, Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is... The dude. The dude. I mean, he'll <laughs> always be the dude. And Sean Penn, to me, was still, uh, you know, Ridgemont High. There's never been a better stoner than Sean Penn. <laughs> and I'll say Cheech and Chong included. Never been a better stoner than Sean Penn. Wow. He was the stoner of the year. Uh, but, you know, you know what I see, what I'm seeing? I saw Chris Rock's uh, Top 5. Uh -huh. That's a stoner movie. <laughs> Without weed smoking in it? No. You can tell that whoever worked on the picture smoked a shitload of weed. <laughs> you know? The editor, the, the, the music people, everybody. That, that, that makes a stoner movie. You know, there's a lot of good stoner movies that have no weed in it whatsoever. <laughs> 
All right. Um, now there's a strain also that came out recently or is coming out. Uh, Chong Star. Can, do you know? Can you tell a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, you wrote about it in High Times and very, very extensively. Uh, it's a it's a hybrid. Uh, indica and sativa, and it's sort of got a high tea, CBD content, I think, something like that. But it's a, it's a strain by uh, um, Mike uh, Stetler in uh, out of Marisol mm -hmm. uh, Gardens, Aurora, in, Cal uh, Colorado, Pueblo, Colorado, Pueblo, in Pueblo, in Pueblo, Colorado, and so it's a. It's a first of many. I, I got. I'm going to have a ton of good product coming out. A lot of strains. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds great. Um, now, in light of the changes that are happening now in Colorado and Oregon and Washington, you're seeing a lot of the uh, um, legal markets uh, opening up. Um, now, what does that look like from your perspective now after all these years of, uh, of fighting for this freedom and seeing it actually occurring on a state-by-state -state basis? It looks like ka-ching. <laughs> ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> Kajong. <laughs> no, I'm well on my way to becoming one of the world's richest men. That's what I want to do. I figure the only way to change anything in this world is to become so rich, so and when you when you have money, you have power. And when you have money and you know what to do with it, that's real power. And so I, I see the next I see, I give us ten years. Ten years from now we're gonna see a huge, huge, huge jump toward peace and, and prosperity. Because that's all it takes. Pro you want to be prosperous, then quit fighting. And that's that's the bottom line. Alright, well, uh, I'd like to thank Tommy Chong for coming on the show. I'd like to thank Futurola and uh, 1%.NYC for having us at this lovely, uh, amazing glass art show that's in this pop-up uh, right here in New York City. Um, yeah, thanks, Tommy. If you have anything uh, to say to the uh, listeners of Free Weed, let me know. <laughs> listeners of Free Weed, I love the show. It's a, it's a great show, man. No, uh, I'm going to start my podcast up again. Chong, you know, I, I, I suspended it during the, uh, the dance contest. In fact, I suspended everything, man. <laughs> Including my balls were suspended. <laughs> So, <laughs> so uh, now I'm coming back to Earth, you know, and uh, and we're going to be doing a podcast, and it's going to be called the Chong Show. Okay. And I'm going to be doing. Uh, I'm going to be doing. Uh, it's going to be a combination of, uh, like my version of, uh, what's the, pre the preacher, the, uh, Joel. Osteen. Oh, Joel Osteen. Yeah, yeah it's going to be Self -help Sean, Tommy Osteen. <laughs> it's going to be a, a Joel Osteen kind of uh, a show, but it's going to have a different uh, perspective. You know, I've been doing a lot of uh, studying. Even when I went into prison, I started studying religions, and I started studying the, the different uh, habits of these different religions. And you know, every one of them, their roots are in marijuana. <laughs> yeah, every one of them. The incense that they burn in church, you know that it was pot. You know. And the burning bush. I mean, there's so many things that I'm that my website's going to explore on that that level. You know, on that 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 spiritual uh, high level. I mean, because you know, people say to me, you know, like, you know, I I was straight for three years, 
And I said, being straight is another high. <laughs> it is. Right. And it can be a great high if you've got the right things to do, you know, things to catch up. But anyway, it's going to be good. Right. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. And thank you for the presence. <laughs> All right, you guys, check out this way to win a free haze vaporizer. This is a $250 uh, value, and it's an incredible vaporizer. First of all, it's a dual bowl vaporizer, so you can vaporize between two different materials interchangeably. It's compatible with all different materials, including your dry herbs, your wax, your oils, all different stuff. Um, basically, you can just go to vaporizerusa.net, and uh, you click on sign up to win a new haze vaporizer. Um, that's vaporizerusa.net. Remember the net. And uh, yeah, we also have a coupon code if you want to buy the Haze Vaporizer. Um, for 15% off of a Haze unit, you can put HazeMe15 as your coupon code and you'll get 15% off. Um, this is from Vaporizer USA. This is a brand new handheld uh, vaporizer that rivals any other handheld vaporizer on the market for sure. Um, there's all kinds of features, but you can check it out on the website. But definitely sign up and try to win a free one. And if you don't want to sign up and win a free one, buy one for 15% off with the coupon code HAZEME15. I hope you guys enjoy and uh, keep on vaping. All right. Well, our uh, thanks to Tommy Chong. It was pretty cool to catch up with him. And uh, that little pop-up that uh, 1% had sponsored in uh, the Lower East Side of Manhattan was pretty amazing. They had some great stuff in there. Yeah. I mean, there was pieces that were over $10,000, uh, glass, you know, glass, functional glass art that was just incredible. I didn't want to get too close to it. No. Because... Yeah. <laughs> I don't have ten grand to drop on broken glass. Yeah, yeah. And they're serving drinks and stuff. I, yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're the 1%, though. They could afford all that. <laughs> So we are now in the cultivation section of this podcast, and uh, and your topic, your cultivation topic for this week, you're sort of Danny Downer. It's true. Uh, this week, I'm going to try to discourage you from growing pot. <laughs> <laughs> Never yeah. heard you say that before. Yeah, I'm going to try to discourage you because it's not for everybody, uh, and there certainly is a dark side to pot growing. Now, that's changing, and we realize that times are changing, but... This still applies to the majority of people on earth growing pot. And so if you want to continue to grow pot and you don't want to listen to this, that's fine. But it's something everyone should hear at least once um, as they're considering cannabis cultivation because it's a rewarding experience in lots of ways. But very little has been uh, written or spoken about the potential pitfalls of this lifestyle. Um, and it is a lifestyle. So, um, you know, first off, you're going to be lying to everyone you meet. You know, unless you're in a place like Colorado or Washington where you can brag about uh, what you do for a living, if you're growing pot, you're lying. And I mean, everybody from the friendly lady at the library that's just trying to have a conversation, she's going to want to know what you do for a living. You meet your new girlfriend's parents for the first time or boyfriend's parents, they're going to want to know what you do for a living. Even if you're just sitting at a bar having a drink and minding your own business, the bartender might want to know what you do for a living. So if you understand the pattern that's developing, it's basically... Hard to be an honest outlaw when you're lying all the time, okay? And that leads to becoming reclusive and paranoid. And I've seen this happen to people. Um, it's partly due to cabin fever because, you know, you've got to just stay home and grow. 
but it's easier to stay inside and play Xbox than to deal with being around people who are basically potential risk factors to your ultimate goal. So, you know, and there's always work to do in the garden. Uh, and, you know, maybe that van has been parked on the street for too long. Or uh, did you did you remember to, you know, cover up that cardboard box that said Hydro Harvest printed on it when you when you threw it away? Um, you know, did you hear that noise? Is that a helicopter? And, you know, pretty soon you're queuing the Goodfellas scene with Ray Liotta trying to make the sauce. And, uh, you know, he's got the feds on his tail. And that is what living in a grow house can feel like sometimes. All right. Um, like I said, it's really not for everybody. And, you know, we talk about pests in the garden. Well, there's a certain type of pest that we don't talk about enough. And that's the police and the thieves. Okay, you and your garden become prey to a variety of pests, all right? Spider mites, white flies, and then there's cops and robbers, okay? They both view you as an easy target. The cops, you know, they know you're probably not going to freak out and start shooting. They also know they're going to go home safely to their families by busting pot growers. It's easy. Uh, You know, robbers, on the other hand, and we've seen this over and over, even on a personal level, they know you can't go to the cops if you have a problem. So that leads to really bad situations, and they get worse and worse. Uh, And now you even have real cops robbing growers. Um, So, yeah, and if you think you're safe from that type of thing, it happens everywhere, even in legal places. So, um, you know, watch out for the police and thieves. Um, The other thing, the fourth major thing, is partnerships, okay? If you want to know how most busts happen, it's not because of uh, some dumb thing you did or it's it's disgruntled business partners uh angry you know lovers girlfriends or boyfriends that are scorned uh they they're the ones who typically drop a dime and then the cops just come to your door and make an arrest okay and and what that means is once you take on a partnership you have to keep your partners happy you can't have disgruntled partners and uh maybe you didn't make the deal enough maybe it was a 50-50 deal but, you know, you're, you're paying all the electricity or you're paying all the, you know, it's all these disagreements that happen. And I've seen it happen over and over again. So think it through before you bring anyone in on your horticultural hobbies, okay? And ask yourself really th- the most important question is what do they bring to the table that you can't handle yourself? Uh, is it money? Is it knowledge? Whatever it is, if there isn't an answer to what they do that you can't do yourself, then there should be no partnership. And even I'm talking about even if this is your best friend, because he might not end up being your best friend after all is said and done. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard of a partnership or a relationship leading to the demise of a grow project, and sometimes even to leading to violence and all kinds of other stuff. So remember to choose wisely. And, you know, marijuana growing isn't just about, uh, you know, things like seed germination and climate control. And, uh, you know, living it up, you know, harvesting tons of pot and going to Costa Rica for six months. There is a dark side. And, you know, that's changing and that's good. But um, it's something you should know when you get into involved in this. And, you know, the bigger you go, the bigger of a target you become. And that's a fact. So, you know, remember, grow room security is important. Uh, Not bragging about your grow is important. And, you know, be safe out there. If you're going to make the decision, know, know the pitfalls. Yeah. All right. So that was Danny Danko telling you <laughs> not to grow pot. <laughs> it's uh, very rare. Like we get what you're saying. There are definitely some. There's a. It's a whole lifestyle. Yeah, and, and you it's have not, to be willing not, to change your mm-hmm. life to uh, to accommodate it. Absolutely. And I'm not honestly. I'm not trying to discourage you from growing pot. All I'm trying to do is open your eyes 
to the actual reality of the things that you're going to have to deal with. And, uh, you know, I wrote this out as an online thing as well, um, which I basically am just touching on. um, But there is a dark side and you need to know about it. And uh, that's that. So I hope uh, it wasn't too much of a downer. (laughs) But, you know, lives are at stake and, uh, you know, people's livelihoods are at stake and, you know, your pets' lives, all kinds of things are at stake. Your your, uh, connection with your family, it's, it's, it's a serious thing. So think it through. Um, before you jump into the uh, cultivation pool. Yeah, and while that stigma of family and loved ones will will still be there to some extent, we we are hopeful and we are seeing a bit of a change with the law enforcement in some parts of the country, so that's at oh, least progress. Yeah, big but. time. I mean, there's people professionally growing pot in numerous different states, um, even places you wouldn't even think of, like Connecticut and things like that. So yeah. it's happening, uh, and you can have it on your resume these days, which is amazing. But right. In other parts of the country, and other parts of the world, it is, as I described, it's a very dangerous and difficult thing to accomplish over and over again. So think it through, uh, know the pitfalls, and act accordingly. Yes. And, uh, you know, here at High Times, we're in a unique situation. They drug test us, but it's to make sure we have THC in our <laughs> system. So it's a bit different. Let's uh, Speaking of people growing pot, let's answer some questions from yeah. uh, listeners. Let's do it. All right. So our first one is from Dan the Man. Hey, Danko and Mike. Thanks for posting an episode. You were missed. Um, I've been wanting a soilless episode. I just got some Roots Organic Cocoa. Uh, my question is, how do you water cocoa? Some people suggest a few times daily. Others say once daily, and some even let it dry out. Please advise. What do you think? Um, interesting. And, uh, you know, I know a little bit about cocoa. So I'm going to tell you cocoa actually requires less watering than most uh, other mediums Um, because it retains water longer. It's similar to rock wool in that way. Um, Of course, rock wool will hold it a little longer, but um, cocoa is a a wonderful alternative to that and and an eco-friendly alternative to rock wool. And like I said, it's less watering because it retains water longer. So um, my advice is you don't water wet cocoa. but you don't want it to stay dry for very long. So basically every two to three days or so um, will probably be enough. If you feel like, you know, if you see signs of underwatering, you know, to do it every two days, but every two to three days, I think with a typical cocoa garden. All right. Uh, Dan, the man, hopefully that helps. And uh, maybe we'll do some consideration for a, a soilless grow topic at some point in the future. Let's move on to Rocky mountain manimal who writes, uh, Hey, Dan and Mike, I love and truly appreciate the show. Thank you. I'm starting a closet grow here in Divide, Colorado. I've worked out most of the details with your help, uh, but I do have a few questions. I'll be growing in an 8x8x10-foot closet with two 315-watt ceramic metal halide setups. It's uh, something similar to an earth box. I've grown with only liquid fertilizers like Advanced uh, and Canna, in the past, but I'm wondering what your thoughts are on solid fertilizers for cannabis and what brands you would recommend. What do you think? Interesting. Um, yeah, solid fertilizers are uh, are definitely good. Um, basically, you know, one of the things you're saving on is you're, you're not paying for water because most fertilizers are liquid. Um, shipping water is expensive. Um, and, you know, you're basically paying them to take your dry uh, solid furts and, uh, and wet them and then sell them to you. Uh, of course, for like hydro gardens, you want that. But if you're growing in soil, there's a, a number of different options you can have for solid fertilizers. I mean, I even some of them are things that I would even add into your soil mix before you be, even begin growing. St- stuff like green sand, 
which I love. I love green sand as a, a, a additive. Um, you know, uh, bat guano and, and seabird guano and things like that. Those are all solid ferts that you can use. Uh, there's a great company out there called John and Bob's Grow Green um, Smart Soil Solutions. You can check them out actually at johnandbobs.com. And they have a ton of different uh, dry ferts, fertilizers that you can use um, that are all organic, all, uh, you know, uh, I, I believe all organic, but uh, many that are for sure. And, uh, yeah, a lot of different types of dry fertilizers that they have, everything from, you know, for lawns and things like that to the type of things we, we can use for cannabis very, very effectively. So, yeah, that would be my recommendation for uh, solid fertilizers. All right. And if you were going to go liquid, uh, Rocky Mountain Manimal wants to know, if you went liquid, would you fertilize from the top or would you try to use the water reservoir at the bottom somehow? Uh, well, if he's doing it earthbox style, like he said, you want to water from the bottom with those because they're designed in a way that the plant will wick up whatever it needs. But, uh, you know, if it's just five-gallon buckets and that sort of thing, I, I water from the top for the most part just because uh, I don't like plants sitting in uh, stagnant water for too long. Um, so, yeah, I would just, it, it really depends on the situation. I mean, if you're having a problem with fungus gnats and that whole f top couple of inches of uh, soil is always remaining moist without a lot of root growth in it, uh, you might want to water from below. But, uh, you know, I hand water, uh, you know, my, my ideal is to hand water from, from above. Um, and then, you know, just until there's a little bit of runoff and, and then you're done. All right. But I'm lazy too. You are <laughs> exceptionally lazy, but, uh, you know. Good advice, anyhow. Let's move on to BP, who writes, uh, I'm a real newbie to growing. I want to grow a few plants, like two or three, for personal consumption. Now, I have a ton of questions, like where do you buy supplies, bulbs, fans, seeds, etc. Is there a reputable source I could buy as a guide to help me get started? Any advice would be appreciated. Now, we get this a lot. There's so many questions. Would you recommend one source for a lot of these newbie questions? Absolutely. I mean, I would say... Well, there's a number of sources, but if it's just going to be one, you got to get Jorge Cervantes' uh, Medical Grow Bible. That's comprehensive. It's got wonderful pictures of any kind of deficiency you might have, um, very much uh, information on soil and hydro, uh, big and small, lighting, pests, technologies. Everything is in there. Um, it's very comprehensive. He actually, um, I spoke with him yesterday, he's got a new uh, encyclopedia that he's working on that's going to be huge. But this is yeah, we're going to excerpt some of that right absolutely. for the, for the oh, magazine yeah. yeah we'll have them yeah. on the show again as well um that is the you know the definitive grow book as far as i'm concerned um so get yourself that book by jorge cervantes the uh, uh medical grow bible and you know beyond that there's a dvd if you don't want to read a book there's a, a grow like a pro dvd my colleague nico escondido um made you can get that at headshop.hightimes.com uh, and you just pop it in. He's got all kinds of different grows that he shows you and, and techniques and things that you need to know. Um, you know, there's a, information online, hightimes.com, you know, slash grow. We've got a ton of stuff, uh, free information that's there. Um, just don't believe everything you read on the Internet because there's sites out there where it's like newbie teaching newbie. And uh, there's just there's a lot of myths and a lot of uh, incorrect information uh, on some of the sites. Um so, you know, seek out the right information, but um, get yourself that grow book or that DVD for sure. You know, a subscription to High Times wouldn't hurt because we've always got great grow information in the mag. And uh, the thing you mentioned at the beginning of the show, too, you can actually uh, get 
all of every single High Times magazine ever made uh, digitally on your computer or your tablet, or your phone, however you want to see it. So, uh, do you know what the, the that's cover to cover. Yeah. .hightimes.com. Cover so to cover .hightimes.com. That's the archive and also the new ones. And uh, the DVD Dan mentioned is good because, you know, if you don't want to hear Nico blab on and on and on about every topic, he divides everything by chapter right at the top. So mm-hmm. you could skip directly to the question that you have. It's a pretty good source. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Thank you, BP. We hope that helps keep us posted on your new grow. Let's go to Twitter. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. Mikey G wrote, uh, just listen to the most recent four episodes of Free Weed, equivalent to the first few episodes of Breaking Bad. Whoa. What does that mean? Is that a compliment? I think that's a, that's a good show. Everyone I, I likes love Breaking it. Bad, but... I can't remember if I maybe the first our four... Podcast <laughs> well, what if the first four episodes were terrible and we just forgot? Is that's that what possible. he's saying? I don't know. Like we're finding How ourselves? could they be terrible if, if people kept watching? Which one of us is Brian Cranston and which is the, the <laughs> yeah, I'm, bitch I'm, guy? I'm Cranston. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Mikey G. Maybe a follow-up would uh, would help us understand if you're praising us or uh, being a dick. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to James T. This one, I don't think he intended it to be, but it, it's sort of passive-aggressive. What do you think? Let's see. Um, so glad you guys are back. Decided to stay sober until the next episode. That's a lot of pressure on us because I want this dude wow. to be high. But if we don't put out an episode, he's he's sober. They're mad out there. It is true, and I I, I get that. Um, we're sorry that we're, your free entertainment is late. <laughs> <laughs> we apologize. No, we do actually. Uh, he's, he didn't mean that. We are sorry. Yeah, and, and um, if, yeah. If you guys can get us to somehow make this into a, a full time job. You know we'll, what we we'll should put do? Can we get people to like petition Sirius XM and say bring High Times bring free presents weed. free weed to yeah to... or yeah or something that would be cool yeah just raise know. our profile somehow yeah <laughs> yeah let's put it on them let's not let's absolve yeah, ourselves you guys want the show you guys want the show to go on <laughs> you know work for it <laughs> donate to oh. my run all right now have we finished alienating everybody is there anyone out there who doesn't feel alienated uh, we love you we love we our, do our love listeners you. So. and we love james t and we we took that actually uh pretty well we, yeah. we like we like that we just hey, we don't want you to the stay only, sober the we only problem you. is if they're not talking about us you know what i mean you don't do a show for a month and you don't and hear a word yeah, it's like not just crickets peep. yeah so yeah exactly um and also um I don't know if we should address this or not, but someone named Shapes on Twitter is upset we didn't answer his question. I don't think I have that the original question. So, uh, Shapes... Please resend. Resend, and everyone else out there, if you have a question or a comment that you would like us to talk about on Free Weed, uh, email us. It's freeweed at hightimes.com. Also, uh, Twitter, he is at Danny Danko. I am at MyQs underscore, and you can get us there. And also, because we are sort of on an irregular uh, schedule, if you want updates about the show, when it's coming out, who we're interviewing, that kind of stuff, I suggest uh, following Dan uh, or myself on Twitter. So again, that's at Danny Danko, at MyQs underscore. What do you say we take a little break, come back and put a bow on it? Let's do it. All right, we're back. And this is The Wrap, where we wrap it up with raw papers. We do. We wrap it up with raw here at Free Weed. And, uh, yeah, thank you to Tommy Chong. That oh was pretty God. cool. Yeah, awesome. What, a, what an opportunity to get to sit down with him and uh, 
and and you know talk to him face to face. Last time we did a phoner, we had some technical issues. It was just nice to uh, to sit and chat with him. And what a, what a legend! And and yeah, thanks to Tommy for that interview. Thanks to and Paris. He'll, actually, Tommy will be in uh, Los Angeles, oh, in San Bernardino for that cup. If you're coming, that's right. So yeah, and thanks to there. Paris Chong as well. He helped uh, arrange that whole thing. So thanks, Paris, and uh, see you soon out out west. Yeah, absolutely. Also, um, we wanted to remind everybody, we didn't really get too many responses, but if you are uh, selling something and you would like to advertise it on free weed, uh, you can do that. And it's actually pretty cheap. We're pretty cheap. Yeah. So get in touch with, uh, what is it, John at High Times? J-O-H-N, John at HighTimes.com. Email him. Tell him you want uh, want to advertise on free weed. Don't let him convince you to advertise <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, no, he's going to upsell you. Insist yeah, yeah. on free Insist weed advertisement. Free weed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, as always, to Jacques and Winstrong, DJ Jacques and Winstrong for the tune, the opening tune of the free weed song. If you love it, go see Jacques. If you're in uh, Sebastopol, uh, Northern California, every Monday night at, uh, I believe it's at Jasper O'Farrell's, he does the uh, Monday night edutainment. So go check him out. Uh, it's a wonderful evening of reggae tunes uh, curated by our DJ, DJ Jacques, and uh, also great live performances as well. Uh, donate to my run if, yeah. if, you, uh, if you have a spare uh, fiver or a tenor, a, a fin <laughs> or a sawbuck. Yeah. Are you going to wear like those skin tight aerodynamic racing suits? No, 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 that's not my, that's not really my style. Cause that, I go, that I go would a little be hilarious. Baggy. I go baggy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you want to leave a little something to the imagination? I understand. Uh, get that March issue if you want and uh, visit CannabisCup.com for all our upcoming events. Yeah, I hope to see you in Southern California, um, San Bernardino for the Medical Cannabis Cup there, uh, February 7th and 8th. And yeah, I guess that's a wrap. Let's uh, put it in the books. Boss.